Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie and Happy Easter. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamprin. Yes, good morning. It is uh, Easter weekend, and uh, we are very happy to have Rob in studio, sales representative, REMAX Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Also in studio with us, making a return appearance on the show, Sam Miliaccio of Mortgage Architects Hamilton, uh, 905-975-6555. We'll relay that number uh, throughout the program. You can get a hold of Rob in a, a variety of ways, calling him at 905 575 7700robgolfie.com is the website robgolfi.com all over social media you can search Rob Golfie on Facebook a tremendous Facebook page at Rob Golfie on Twitter and at Rob Golfie on Instagram as well a host of topics today including um, impact on the markets in terms of the mortgage stress test we're going to talk about dealing with more investors uh, and personal mortgages uh, home buyers showing signs of fatigue is that an issue that uh, we might be seeing down the road. We'll talk about appraisers and maybe uh, we'll begin today with uh, Toronto buyers coming to Hamilton. As we know, they have been coming in droves and how the golfy team is dealing with that craze per se. Yes, it's the uh, the Toronto buyers are still coming um, and they are getting as frustrated as the Hamilton buyers. Really? Are. Yeah, it's uh, the... Because they're competing with each other they're as well, com- yeah. Right? They're competing with each other, so it's it's the battle. Uh, uh, it's a, it's an even battle for for them, and 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 uh, the Hamilton buyers they don't even want to go even view the homes anymore, almost because we noticed. And I was just saying this to my team um, yesterday uh, or two days ago. I said, guys, um, the market's changing. I can I, I sense it. Mm-hmm. You know, just for, we could see the deals that we're doing, and and we can gauge it a lot quicker than probably most do because we sell more. And uh, and I said we got to be careful when we put houses up for sale, um, what what price we put them at to get multiple offers, right. and uh, because now people are not even going to the, view these properties because they just don't want to compete anymore. Mm. They're done. They're, they're they've been beat up uh, in this uh, early spring market, yeah. and uh, so they're you know if, if it doesn't say no offer like uh, like like if it, if it's just a regular listing going up on, on the real estate board um they're 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 going to view those ones and if and they're going to see if they can get uh, uh negotiate their uh contract with the seller without having multiple offers on it so mm-hmm. now uh, you're, you're seeing agents are changing their tactics. Uh, they're not putting as many uh, as, you know, we sold uh, offers in five days. Uh, and we're even seeing listings not even getting offers. And the listings on there say, oh, yeah, no offers till March 10th. And meanwhile, it's March 15th, and hmm. it still says that on there, so it hasn't sold. So so those agents are experiencing, uh, like, surprises that um, they're not selling. But mind you, it's because that we're pushing the market too far up. Okay. And so it's just the market's saying, hey, listen, we got to just, you know, cool off on trying to keep pushing these houses, you know, 50,000, 100,000, 200,000 overpriced. Get back to realistic and, and then start all over all over again. Again, last year, uh, we felt this at the end of May. 
Uh, we're feeling it just a tad bit right now. It's not not 100% like it was last year at the end of May. May we may have a few more weeks of, of this great market. Right. And uh, and then it'll just it'll it's not I'm not saying that the market's going to go down. I'm just saying that uh, people are just going to, you know, wait it out or and uh, and and just not deal with multiple mm-hmm. offers as much. Uh, with that, uh, last year um, it did. It was crazy till the end of May, and then the rest of the year, the housing prices still climbed. Right. And but it wasn't as much competition from June till September, but housing prices climbed. So let's say a house, let's say on Main Street. I'm just gonna uh, just give you a, uh, an example. Uh, was uh, sold. It sold for four hundred thousand. So the next agent uh, on uh, would list the house, you know, on Main Street, maybe uh, five houses down the street. He'd probably list at four twenty, or you know what I mean. And then he would sell that for four twenty. And then mm-hmm. the next guy, it, it, and housing prices climbed slowly like that versus list the house at four hundred and you get five hundred for it. Right, right. So, um, so we'll see that coming again. Housing is always going to be strong. Um, I know the Ontario government; they're looking at trying to change things. Um, I don't. I don't know if they can. And sometimes, you know, like I mean, they did in Vancouver, mm. and but now that that Vancouver problem has come to Toronto, yeah. And now, and then now, the Toronto residents are coming towards Hamilton, Niagara. So it's just meantime. Look at the Vancouver market; it's gone almost the other way. Y- yes, right. Yes, and in terms of activity, it, it, absolutely. And uh, I mean, I don't know if that will happen in in uh, Toronto or Niagara because our prices are like our way. More affordable, yeah. even though Toronto is, uh, it's, it's it is very expensive, but it's actually you know what compared to other other major cities in the world, it's still a, like a, a good priced yeah uh, uh, point for people to buy. And in Hamilton, there are so many pockets in Hamilton that still you can get some good deals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've noticed this change, and obviously you have to uh, you know alter the way that you're you're listing homes and, and, and you know that certain dollar figure. Do you have to uh, necessarily go under what you wanted to originally, or what you would have done maybe even a month ago? Yeah. So the, you have to be you have to be really good at pricing right now. Like w- when the market was a balanced market, Rick, I was able. I can tell you within five thousand dollars what your house would sell for. Right now in this market, it, it's hard. Like you know, what I mean, it's hard to estimate. And, and every agent out there is going through the same thing. And there, so we're just. You know, putting a number out there and 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 see what the market's going to mm-hmm, do, mm-hmm. and uh, and then it, we're we're looking great as agents out there because we are selling uh, houses over uh, that are over asking, and we're doing this on purpose. And and it, and the thing is, there is a technique, and how much more over asking can you get? Right. Like we just sold uh, a house on Tamarack, uh, a bungalow. Uh, you're not going to believe this. A bungalow. We sold it for over a million dollars. Get out of town. A million seventy-five thousand. We negotiated this back and forth, and we were asking um, uh, nine hundred eighty-nine thousand for it, and uh, uh, we weren't holding offers, and uh, but we were kind of delaying a little bit on the uh, like we we had a forty-eight hour irrevocable there, and we were trying to we were trying to get uh, we our goal was to get a million dollars, but then after we had somebody else come in, and it, it just became like a, a back and forth. Uh, negotiations uh, with two people okay. that were wanting the property. Now, that was probably one of the most expensive houses that so- sold on the Stony Creek Mountain, and uh, so we 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 hit the the million dollar bar- barrier for Stony Creek Mountain. So now you're going to start seeing that happening. Like we got a million seventy five on a, like that's Ancaster prices, mm-hmm. like for Stony Creek Mountain, and which was great. Uh, so we're you know things you know like that. 
that's a bungalow. Yeah. And now the precedent has been set, so the next bungalow or, or comparable house yeah. is going to you know, approach that figure or go beyond it. That's right. Yeah. So things, uh, you know, and that's a good deal. Like, I mean, to renovate a house to get to this level, it'll cost you a million dollars. Our million dollar, but well, remember 500,000 was uh, expensive. It was a big number. Yeah. Well, yeah. our 500,000, <laughs> the million dollar mark is now. Like, yeah. it's million dollars is not that much. I'm not saying, it is a lot of money. Uh, you know, if people are listening, it is a lot of money. But I can't believe how many people are buying houses yeah. that are close to a million dollars. And Sam, like, I mean, he does the mortgages on these people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and I don't even know how they're they're appraising the houses. Yeah. Like, it almost Sam, sounds like the, the, the million-dollar home is the new half-a-million-dollar right. home. That's right. Yeah, right? it is. It is. Yeah. Because I remember when I was buying a house... 13 years ago for 450,000. I'm like, "Oh my god." I was like, I was like, I was like, I was I wasn't sleeping at night. <laughs> You're sweating. Yeah, sweat, you know. <laughs> yeah. So now that's like a that's like that's that's a cheap house now. Yeah. Yeah. So is the goal to get as many people to this one house or is the goal to get that house to sell for as much money? Obviously that's the end goal. The, 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 but it, the more people you The more people that view the property yeah. Um, is is the goal to get as many okay. people in there as possible, and 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 our goal and our job is to get the the seller the most amount of money as possible. Right. That's our. That's so it's our, twofold. It, it is, yeah. So, uh, but you know what? We adapt to the market quickly. Um, I remember last year, the end of May, it was great. It was fantastic. I mean, houses were selling like over asking. First week of June, it changed. Hmm. And most people didn't know that it changed till the end of June, but we knew within the first four or five days of June it changed because we had a few properties that we put up for sale, and um, and we held off offers on all three properties first week of June last year. One um, uh, didn't get any offers. Can you believe that? Interesting. Number two, the second house, uh, only got one offer. We signed it back higher than the asking price because that was our objective to mm-hmm. do, mm-hmm. and we just said to the buyer, you know what? We underpriced it to get that. And then the, the third house, we only got two offers. So then right away, we, we changed our uh, tactic and how we were going to keep this ball rolling. Right. And, and and we sailed right through the summer, and and we still got success in multiple offers for our clients. But we had to do a different approach. Mm. So you saw those warning signs or red flags or whatever yeah. you want to call it uh, a week or two in advance or in, yeah. in many cases a month before yeah. the others kind of noticed what was going on. Yeah, exactly. So we just changed our, our, our tactic, and uh, and we were still getting multiple offers. But it but again, that's like that's how close I watch the market. I watch it daily. I watch it, you know, weekly. So I know exactly what to do mm-hmm. uh, with our clients when we put their house up for sale, and uh, so that we can get them the most amount of money. Uh, Sam Miliacho is uh, from Mortgage Architects Hamilton, our special guest uh, this morning on the Hamilton Real Estate Show here on AM nine hundred CHML. You can call him at nine zero five nine seven five sixty five fifty five. So are you seeing? Are you dealing with more million dollar mortgage asks? Yeah, it's happening. Um, you know, I, I, I met with some buyers uh, last week, and actually uh, one of Rob's agents referred me to these two buyers. Uh, they, they came, they trucked down from Toronto, young professionals. They both work in the financial district in Toronto, hmm. and they came to me. They good credit, good down payment, and they said, you know, we rent in Toronto now for $2,500 a month. Wow. And they're looking to buy here in Hamilton. And, you know, the first thing I thought was they wanted to be somewhere like in Ancaster or, you know, Stone Creek perhaps or Dundas, and they said, no, no. They said, we want to be in the downtown core, and we need to be in walking distance to the go, ch- go station. Right. So it was a nice, happy feeling for you know me being a Hamiltonian to see these two young professionals coming from Toronto looking to you know move here and start a family in, in, in downtown Hamilton. Yeah. So that's exciting for me. Uh, and they, they, 
they're not hesitating to buy for six, seven hundred thousand mm-hmm. because I mean they're paying twenty three hundred, twenty five hundred dollars a month in rent right now. Right. That's a uh, that you know that can afford. Uh, they could f- afford a million dollar mortgage with that mm-hmm. kind of money, mm-hmm. right? Wow. So, for six hundred G's, what are they looking at in downtown Hamilton? Um, you can get a nice, probably a palatial estate. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you can get a really nice house downtown Hamilton, yeah. and that's that's and that's the great thing about it. Like uh, like the Toronto buyers that are coming in. Um, when they're when they're looking at houses and they're finding these beautiful, you know, Victorian or colonial homes, and they're going, "Wow!" Like, like it, they're amazed. Mm-hmm. And 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 what's happening downtown? Well, just that, like with all the new uh, restaurants and everything happening that are coming in, they're they're loving it. The culture, yeah. the Toronto culture, is coming to Hamilton. Yeah. It is great, and, great vibe. And it is like like the restaurants that are coming down. Like uh, city city TV came down there and they called me up and they wanted to. Find a little bit of things like you know. I guess they're they're noticing there's a uh, a population depopulation in Toronto. They're all coming this way, and they're going, <laughs> mm-hmm. wait a minute, where's all, where, where's all our Torontonians going to? And they wanted to check it out. And we were talking to them, and and uh, and t- downtown Hamilton is 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 a really good vibe happening. So where it's at? I just did a quick. Hold on, I just yep. did a quick. Sorry, Rick. I just did a quick yep. calculation. So a six hundred thousand dollar mortgage at today's rates would ha- give you a, uh, would be a mortgage payment of twenty four hundred dollars a month. So that same that's person right who's paying basically. rent in Toronto for yeah. paying $2,500 a month in rent can afford a $600,000 mortgage. Wow. All right. Yeah. Rob, uh, go get them. That's <laughs> it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Still to come on the show, our home buyers showing uh, some signs of fatigue. We'll get a little more into that. We'll also talk about the land transfer tax rebate and a whole lot more here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio this morning with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Sam Aliacho from Mortgage Architects Hamilton, also in studio with us. You can get a hold of Sam at 905-975-6555. RobGolfie.com is the website, Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. You can also call him today at 905-575-7700. That's 905 575 7700 at Rob Golfi on Twitter and Instagram. You can also check out the Rob Golfi Facebook page. We'll get into this. How are appraisers dealing with this market? I don't know how they're doing it because <laughs> Sam, you crazy know busy. Than I yeah, do. so I, I talk to appraisers almost daily, and yeah. they're extremely busy. But they're all saying it's the worst time to be an appraiser. They've never had a tougher time being an appraiser, and it's because every time they're going out to appraise a home, it's triggering the highest price. So when Somebody's going in to appraise that home on Tamarack that Rob sold yeah. for a million seventy. He's got to go in there and he's scratching his head because he's supposed to find comparables right. that would suggest that this home is worth a million seventy. So it's it's tough. It's tough, and I've seen some come back um, under the purchase price, which is tough because then what happens is if the person's buying a home for a million seventy and the appraiser is only saying it's worth a million, mm. the bank will only lend on the lesser of the two values. Right. So that means the client in this case would have to come up with an extra 70000 because the bank will only lend yeah. you based on the lesser of the two values. So mm-hmm. it's challenging for an appraiser today 
because of that reason. So are we seeing a lot of appraiser values under what these homes are, are selling for? Well, or, so far, or going all for? our deals have been going through. And, yeah, I wouldn't uh, say a lot, but there's been a couple for sure in the last, you know, in the last six months, maybe two that I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. And are they all in the same kind of area or are they kind of spread around the city? You know, downtown, it's, East it's End, Mountain? Just general. It's yeah, just, it's, yeah. Like if there's, if there's a ridiculous uh, price, uh, purchase price on a, on a home, uh, that, that buyer may have to come up with a difference if the appraisal value doesn't come through. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, and now that makes it even t- difficult for them because now if, if there's a difference, like like Sam said, 70,000 or, right. or or even, you know, 50, they have to not only come up with a 20% of what the appraisal is, but they have to make the difference on the difference of the purchase price. Right. So like 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 Sam said, if it, if it appraised at a million dollars and they bought it for a million 75,000, then they're going to have to come up with another seventy five thousand yeah. someplace, and that and that could be challenging, and that could cause a lot of problems. So that's why we're asking, as uh, as uh, we're representing the uh, sellers, um, we're asking for larger deposits. Um, so it's a little harder to walk away from a twenty to a twenty five thousand dollars deposit sure. when they're going in cash. We had one guy. We said, "Listen, uh, we you know we need a bigger deposit from you, and uh, we're, otherwise we're we're not going to look at it." Um, so th- th- they are scrambling, getting bigger deposits. It, 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 you know, like somebody's. It's a little easier to walk away from a five thousand dollar deposit mm-hmm. if the appraiser says, "And what do you do?" You know, you, then you go through this whole mess of of trying to go going after them with it. But when they have a twenty five thousand dollar deposit on a house, and they're going to close that deal, and they're going to find they're going to find a way to get that mortgage, right. regardless. Either you know, if they need to make the difference, you know, family or friends, they'll they'll get the money yeah. somehow. I instantly thought of that house, and I think we talked about it a couple of uh, weeks ago, uh, the one in Ancaster that was listed at nine nine yeah, something sold and sold for one point six. Yeah, yeah six hundred eighty three thousand. Obviously, there was a gap there. There was a huge gap there. Now that guy there that's buying that, there's a high probability. Like we had a client. That uh, was looking at buying uh, that same property, and, and we were, you know, and our client went in two hundred thousand over asking on that one. We we kind of knew we weren't going to get it with two hundred thousand over asking on that one, and there was like I, I think there was between ten and fifteen offers. <laughs> um, those kind of guys in Lancaster, they're coming in with major cash. Yeah, they got yeah, cash. They've got like either they're going in with fifty percent down or even cash on the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's that's not an issue there. Uh, when it comes, and the guy, our client is a, is an Oakville resident, so he's got he's got a lot of a lot of yeah. well, not saying that everybody in Oakville has money, but he does. You know, he's, he's he can well make up do. the difference. He can make up the difference, no problem. <laughs> uh, let's move over to uh, the land transfer tax rebate, uh, which has gone from two to four thousand. How has this affected things at all? Hey Sam, like yeah. So if there's any good news for uh, for first time buyers, it's that the government. Effective January January of 2017, uh, increased the land transfer tax rebate from 2,000 to 4,000 dollars. So th- that is a little bit of uh, good news for for the first time home buyer. And I think what they've they've done this because you know home prices are going up so much that mm-hmm. the 2,000 dollar rebate that was um, in place beforehand was just not enough of an incentive. Right. Yeah. So now it's 4,000 dollars. So basically, if you're buying a home, you know, for 400,000 in Hamilton. Uh, you shouldn't be paying any land transfer tax because land transfer tax is typically one percent of the purchase price. Okay, pretty close. Yeah, pretty my, close. in my opinion, I think first-time buyer should not pay any land transfer tax. Mm. Like, get that guy in in the market. Yeah, get him in there, and like, I I don't know in Toronto, it's double the land transfer tax. It is. So, Sam, I got to ask you a question here. So, if the land transfer tax is eight thousand, 
like the double, they only get a four thousand dollar credit. That's correct. That you know what I mean? Like how does it, like I mean that helps, but I think if a first time buyer is going out there, the guy's twenty five years old, just getting going in mm-hmm. his life, like. Get, give them the the land transfer tax yeah. uh, free for the first time. Like get them in the market. Get them, you know, because on closing date, it, it's tougher sometimes these young guys to close. Hey, Sam, how many times like you got on closing date where you know they got their uh, whatever down payment and they they calculated their their uh, lawyers fees and mm-hmm. everything else and, and they're always short. Doesn't it always it come up lot. short? It they happens always, a lot. And they're scrambling. It could be a couple thousand dollars and they're thinking, I calculated this. How could that be? <laughs> but it happens. And I remember when I was young buying a house, I thought, okay, this is how much I need to uh, you know to bring to the lawyer's office. And then all of a sudden the lawyer calls you. Sometimes the day before closing or two days before closing, we need this much money. What? Right. So now you're scrambling to to make you. Know, to get that extra two thousand or whatever, um, but the land transfer tax. I think the government, uh, if they really want to help out first-time buyers, they should they should be no land transfer mm. tax. Period, and that would help out even the Toronto uh, people because they're paying double the land transfer tax. Yeah, yeah. So, so can't they just uh, you know roll that into a mortgage payment, or is that is uh, that a cold they, hard? You know, they, this has to be paid on closing. Um, I th- do they? No, you can't. You know, you can't finance the the land transfer tax. It's an upfront cost. Yeah. You can yeah. you can you can finance the CMHC. The CMHC premium yeah. is uh, is uh, capitalized into the mortgage. Uh, the uh, the HST on the CMHC premium is not okay. So that's uh, to Rob's point. When when a first time home buyer right gets uh, gets the call from the lawyer's office and the lawyer tells them to bring in a check on the day of closing, sometimes it's a lot more than the clients uh, first anticipated it, because there's there's HST on the CMHC premium. Mm-hmm. There's title insurance. There's land transfer tax. There's Curb fees if there's a new construction. There's a tree planting fee. Uh, <laughs> it's everything. Yeah. It's Holy like, nickel and diamond. Yeah, that's the fine print that you didn't uh, yeah. didn't get to read. Uh, Anything else? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it uh, it does become a, a big factor. And but we haven't had like all, like for like knock on wood. Um, all our clients, we haven't had a call say, Rob, I thought it was this, or I can't close, or anything. Like it's been. You know, like we qualify our clients first. We prepare them for that. We mm-hmm. tell them, you know, whatever you think your closing costs are going to be, add add another like you know, couple thousand, three thousand right. dollars to it because it always ends up being more yeah. than what you calculate, no matter how good of an accountant you are. Yeah. When you're dealing with first time home buyers, first time clients, do you provide them with a checklist to say, hey, this is this is all the things you're going to be paying here? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I do, yeah. and I usually tell them to budget for. One and a half percent of the purchase price okay. for closing costs. Right. Yeah. So one and a half percent is 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 that's, uh, that's is plenty. It is because that. So if you're buying a half million dollar house, so you've got uh, seventy five hundred dollars. Seventy five hundred. You should and and that'll probably you end up walking away with money in your pocket. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's a good safe zone to uh, to to calculate yeah. for sure. And that's over and above a down payment, obviously. That's, that's over and above the down payment, yeah. Uh, CMHC uh, mortgage versus a non-CMHC mortgage. Uh, let's uh, dive into this. Yeah, so so anything with less than 20% down yep. is considered a high-ratio mortgage. So it would be insured by any of the three insurers, one being CMHC, uh, number two would be Genworth, uh, and then the third one, uh, the smaller of the three, is Canada Guarantee. So there are three insurers that insure mortgages. Mm-hmm. For clients who have less than twenty percent down, um, in, you know, in the in the past, uh, interest rates were not affected by by the down payment. That's changed, uh, and a lot of people think that if you put more than twenty percent down, the interest rate is better, and mm. that's actually not the case. 
because what happens is when you put less than 20% down, it's considered a high ratio mortgage. So the bank is obtaining insurance from the government. So it's the most guaranteed money they can lend. Right. And for that reason, it's cheaper for them to price that mortgage versus a non-insured mortgage. Uh, it's w- When it's a non-insured mortgage, the bank or the mortgage company is basically on the hook for lending that client the money. Right. So that comes at a, at a cost. Uh, so, so one of the biggest misconceptions people have is that if you put more than 20% down, it means you're getting a better rate, and that's not the case. Hmm. Yes, because, yeah, because the bank... Um, if they're like, let's say you come in with 25% down, so you're not, you don't have to get no, uh, CMHC insurance, mm-hmm. but now the bank says, holy smokes, we're on the hook. If, if, if we, uh, give this guy a mortgage and now they're on the hook, but, but, but most people, when they do have that, uh, insurance, the banks, it, it doesn't matter because they know that that insurance company will pay them whatever costs to get that uh, uh, if they default on the mortgage. Right, yeah. right. So they, they should have a big bank account right now because there ain't too many defaulted mortgages no, out there. <laughs> no. So so I hope when uh, I hope they uh, are saving their money. Yeah, yeah their, their treasure chest yeah. is pretty yeah. big. CMHC is very well capitalized. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so how do interest rates look? Yeah, like it's uh, it's well, it, they're still good. Like I get like like. Rick, I'll tell you, I I didn't see the uh, I was too young for the 1980 interest rates, and they were like 20 percent. Right. Yeah. And, so I've heard. Uh, <laughs> and then in 1990, I did see that 12 and 13 percent, and those were tough interest rates. And uh, and now we're at two and a half. Like I I think we we will have a hard time adjusting to anything that gets over five. Right. I I don't think we can handle it. I mean, we've been so long at so low interest rate that. It would be such a, a shock to everybody uh, that the, we wouldn't know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like 19, the early 90s was the last time, Sam, like, yeah. that uh, we saw inter- uh, like, like bad interest rates. It's true. So if, if, if interest rates did climb, even to 5% or 6%, mm-hmm. it would be a culture shock. Well, now, too, uh, and we spoke about this the last time I was on, the government has, uh, has introduced what we call uh, the mortgage stress test. Yep. So now uh, all first time all buyers who are buying a home with less than twenty percent down, uh, notwithstanding the fact that the interest rates are at an all time low, being two and a half or two point six, we still have to qualify them at four point six four. So this is called the stress test, yeah. and I think the reason why they're doing this uh, to where Rob was going with this is that the government wants to make sure that if rates do go up that Canadians can handle those payments. Right. So, you know, it's unfortunate for that first-time home buyer now who has to show that he can qualify at 4.64, but it's a prudent move, uh, you know, by the government, uh, you know, I suppose. So it's, it's, it's you know, it, it's not great for me. It's affected my business a little bit, but um, I think, you know, the government uh, has done this. To, to safeguard against uh, increasing or higher interest rates down the road, and then and then not only that, they with with the prices of homes going up so rapidly, it's even more difficult right. to to get what they want. It's just it's becoming tougher, mm-hmm. you know, with the stress test. So they have to qualify at four point six four. That's right. And but the pro- you know you know what the problem with that is, um, so they qualify for the four point six four, and they get a house that's five hundred thousand. But what, what what do most people do? They end up buying furniture and they buy another car. It does. I don't think that stress test means anything because they're just going to use that extra credit to buy something else. True. You know, it happens. For yeah. Sure. Like it's it's just uh, like I mean, it, what they're doing is okay. They qualify for uh, four point six four, but 
their re- their household income, it, that extra income that they have, they're going to use that to buy something else. It's either a ca- new car yeah. or furniture or, or whatever. So, so when the mortgage rates do eventually go they're up, still gonna, they're still going to have problems. Yeah, they're, they're still going to unless, unless they leave unless they don't buy anything else on credit or anything else like that yeah. but it but and people are buying like you know the canadians are uh, I mean, they're saying that Canadians, you know, we're, all yeah, time, all yeah. time high in, in, in debt ratio. Mm-hmm. ratio. Yep. So it's like a dollar sixty one for every dollar. Yeah, we make that's correct. Yeah. 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 yeah, So it, it, like, I don't know that stress test. I don't. I think. I think it doesn't. It. I think it helps a small percentage of the population, mm. but not the majority of the population, in my opinion. Um, I mean, it could be different. I mean, I don't have the stats on that, but I know. I see people when they buy houses. The first thing they do is buying furniture, and then you know what? Hey, you know they want to have a nice car in the driveway. Yeah. They got a nice house. They want to renovate the house. All that kind of stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Start having kids, and that's you know, right. The cost that's up. right. But uh, Sam, you said uh, you know the the stress test has affected your business. Are, have you had to turn people away because they don't qualify for that number? Yeah, or or what what it's done, Rick, is it's just made people lower the bar, right? So if that somebody wanted to come in and said, hey, you know, I want to buy this house for five hundred thousand dollars. And uh, under the old rules, they would have qualified yeah. at uh, at the two point six four percent or two point five four percent. So now I'm just saying, well, look, guys, you know, under these new rules, I know I pre-approved you six months ago at five hundred thousand. Under these new rules, you you have to buy something for four thirty, let's say. Right. So it just means that they're buying something a little uh, lower in value than they first uh, wanted, right? Yeah, they're not getting the same. Uh, quality or, or size house yeah. uh, or location that they were anticipating. So they, they may have to wait five five to six years, you know, move into something yeah. in an area of the city that may not be their first choice mm-hmm. and then upgrade from there afterwards. So ba- basically they come away with, uh, you know, they're having to settle for something that they don't really want or didn't want yeah. in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You're right, Rick. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it, it's yeah. They're settling. They have no choice, and 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 they're scared because they want to own something mm-hmm. because the market's moving so fast. Yeah, and they want to yeah. get in. So they just so they'll just buy something in an uh, you know instead of buy, if they can't afford the mountain they'll all go to East Hamilton right. or the North End. And it's not their first choice. It's it, you know they want to get away, but. You know, but you have to start someplace, right? Yeah. So, and are you seeing that with just first-time home buyers, or at least mostly with first-time home buyers? I would say mostly with first-time home yeah. buyers. Um, you know, sec- uh, some some uh, second home buyers. It, it affects. It could affect them too because um, even a second home buyer can buy with less than twenty percent down. Yeah, a lot of people don't think you can, but uh, listeners out there, if if anybody's listening, uh, if you've bought a home with five percent down. You can sell that home and buy another home with 5% down. Hmm. A lot of people don't know that, but you can do that. Good tidbit. When we come back, uh, lots more to talk about here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Here we go again. It's the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio today with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call them today at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. All over Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, you can search out Rob Golfie. Sam Eliacho from Mortgage Architects Hamilton is also with us in studio this morning. 
His phone number is 905-975-6555. You purchase a new home, you need uh, a mortgage, obviously, uh, give Sam a call at 905-975-6555. So where are people getting the 20% for a non-occupied home? Okay, great question. Non-occupied means... A uh, rental property. Rent, uh, rental yeah. Pro- yeah. Investment, investment property. Investment property, yeah. yeah. So great question. Uh, so, yeah, so in order to buy a second home or a non-owner-occupied home, otherwise known as a rental property, uh, you would need 20% down. And, uh, in order, you know, the 20% down can come from savings, can come from a gift. Uh, but what a lot of people are doing today, because we're benefiting from uh, increased values in homes, what people are doing today is they're taking, they're refinancing their principal residence, mm-hmm. uh, you can refinance your principal residence to 80% of its value. So they were doing that and they're parking the money to facilitate the purchase of a rental property. So uh, it, it, and I've got, I'm doing a lot, I'm doing a ton of those types really? of refinance. Tons, because there's so many people that want to get into this market. Yeah. They believe yeah. in the Hamilton market. They believe in rental properties. Um, there's a huge demand for rents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, we were talking earlier off air about uh, where there's bidding wars for rent. Yeah, yeah, like that's, that, crazy. It's crazy. It is, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Crazy. That's crazy. And they need to uh, they need to increase uh, more rental properties in Hamilton. We need more yeah. rental properties in yeah. Hamilton. Yeah. And you know, and, and the problem the problem here, what's happening is, is um, people are turning over their rental properties. So some guy's been renting his, his this house for three years, mm-hmm. you know, and he'll stay there probably for another five years or, or whatever, how long. And because the, the owner of that house is going, wow, I can get this much money for my rental property? Right. I'm going to cash out. Wow. So now that poor guy that's renting is, is going to be evicted because the owner sold it. Yeah. So like we, we just had one on uh, London Street and the people just moved in a year ago. I, I feel so bad for them uh, because now they just moved in and they're getting settled. They're getting to know the neighborhood. And now uh, the homeowner is selling the property. <laughs> and uh, and now they, they've got to find another place. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to help them find another place. But it, it's just sad that, that a lot of renters out there that are renting homes um, are 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 getting kicked out of their home because of the homeowner. Uh, the owner of the home is is cashing in and yeah. they're and they're re- reaping the benefits. So if you're a renter and you think you're going to be there a long time, uh, sign a long term lease, like s- sign a three or five year lease. Right. And, and it's hard to, to determine if you're going to be there that long. But uh, but I'm sure there's you know there's ways that you can suggest that you can get a minimum two or three years there right. because it's hard to, to pack up a whole house and move yeah. every two years or every year. Oh for sure. Yeah. That refinancing strategy, Sam, that you talked about. Uh, you know, in the past, or at least you know, my experience has been you know you refinance your property and you put that equity back into your home. You know, you you spruce up the kitchen or bathroom or whatever. Uh, if people have already done that and you know they're they're paying down their mortgage once again, obviously that next incentive, that next uh, kind of uh, cherry on top of Sunday would be to, to get an investment property. Yeah, oh. yeah, and there's no there's no limitation or there's no um, limitations for how many times you can refinance your home. Mm-hmm. So people do. I've had people refinance their homes, you know, two three times in you know seven eight nine years. Right. right. I, I got a lot of I've got tons of repeat clients that come back for whatever reason, whether it be to uh, renovate their basement or buy a cottage or I, or buy a rental property. Mm-hmm. I think they come back because your good looks there, Sam. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sam, Sam doesn't have a face for radio, we can tell you. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're too kind. <laughs> so are you dealing with more investors than personal mortgages? 
Yeah, that's a you know it's I'm, I'll tell you this I'm dealing with more and more investors. Uh, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say I still I'm I still do more uh, you know personal uh, owner occupied transactions, but I'm doing a lot more than I used to. Hmm. Tons of tons of them. Yeah, there's a lot of people come in here looking for uh, a property they want to buy and just hang on. I've had Toronto buyers Rick buy without even seeing houses. Yeah, right? they're sending their agent here and they're putting in offers but, without even seeing them. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. Wow. Mm-hmm. And is the plan, you know, whatever it looks like, I'm just going to renovate it anyways. Mm-hmm. Is that is that the reasoning it's you think? It's that, or, or they, look at, they look at the return on the investment. They look at what they can rent it for. I mean, right. to buy a rental property in the GTA, never mind. Uh, they can't carry. It oh, doesn't they, they don't, they don't yeah. carry at all. Yeah. So to buy a, a rental property here in Hamilton, even to be cash flow positive 100 bucks, these people think they've won the lottery. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah and like, to some people, sorry, no, Rob. No, go ahead. To some people, it is like winning the lottery because they believe in the Hamilton market. You're buying an asset that's appreciating. Uh, you have a mortgage that's that's uh, amortized and it's being paid down. So it, it's it's you know it's a great investment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah, if you got a positive cash flow, let's say let's say you got a property, you got a positive cash flow of three hundred dollars a month, and then you've got rental money coming in to pay down the mortgage, and let's say. Uh, uh, the mortgage is getting paid down. The principal, you're getting another maybe three to four hundred dollars paid down. Yeah, that means you, you're actually cash flowing five hundred plus dollars a month because your 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 property uh, mortgage is going down mm-hmm. and your value is going up. So it's 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 a it's a win win. It's for, a win win. I was yeah, just going to say definitely yeah. definitely. You know, the million dollar question is you know is it ever going to stop? But, yes. You know, so you, you know what my theory is how it's going to stop. Let's get into that after okay. the break. Yeah, we're going to take a commercial break when we come back. Rob's theory on how and when it's going to stop here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM nine hundred CHML. Last go-round here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Happy Easter weekend from all of us here on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. RobGolfie.com is the website. Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. 905-575-7700 is his phone number. Again, 575-7700. At Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. And check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page. Our special guest today, Sam Milliat. From Mortgage Architects Hamilton, his phone number, 905-975-6555, 975-6555. So when is all this going to snowball going to melt? So everybody always says, oh, there's going to be, uh, you know, a correction or anything. The correction, is, uh, you know how the correction is going to happen? It's just going to stop going up. And and then so the guy that has his house up for sale for five hundred instead of him getting five fifty it's just going to sell for five hundred mm-hmm. that's what the market is because mm-hmm. there'll be a time where the consumer is going to say you know what I enough is enough enough right? is enough so and then it'll just say stagnant for a while until the market cools and gets everything done I don't think there will be a correction it'll be a stagnant market which the, the equity just kind of freezes like the house values will freeze right and and that's kind of the correction I feel is going to happen um, like. Every decade and every twenty years that go by, um, the the economy gets 
better and, and the people running the countries are getting better and um, so everything just is smarter. Like, like how how do we get eighteen percent interest rates in nineteen eighty? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like I mean, obviously, you know, they hired some bad people to run, you know, the countries. But the thing is, we never seen that again. So, yeah. so we we learned from that. In nineteen ninety, we had like thirteen percent. Again, we haven't seen that again. So, so we are smarter, and as time goes on, we get smarter and. I don't think there will be a correction. I think it'll be a freeze, hmm. and that's how that's what it'll be. It'll just be a freeze on on values of property. So, um, and somebody's going to come in and say, "Listen, I know the last house sold for five hundred, and people think the next house, you know, should go up a little more. The next house is going to sell for five hundred, and the fourth house is going to sell for five hundred, right. or within within you know two or three thousand of that. So that's where I think." If there's going to be any kind of uh, resolution or a correction, mm-hmm. it's just going to be a freeze on the market. Now, the follow-up to that is, and I know our listeners are probably screaming at the radio saying, when is this going to happen? It, it, and that's it, probably the harder question that, to That's answer. the harder qu- question. It, it, it is. It, it's, it's hard to determine. Um, and I think usually, uh, if anything happens, it's either a spring or fall market. Okay. And it doesn't look like uh, – I don't think it's going to happen this year. Uh, just because of the fact there's too many people coming in looking for properties. Right. It's just like, like, like when you get 12 people, 15 people putting an offer on on a house, that means there's 15 other people looking to buy a house in that area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and there's not enough houses. So when they do come up, it just it, it just continues on. So, but. And I think Hamilton, if we are going to see any type of correction or or or, or, or uh, freeze, freeze or I, I still think Hamilton's a great place to be. Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. Um, so I, I don't see I don't see uh, a correction happening, and that's what I know uh, the liberal government is worried about. <coughs> I think it'll just it'll just go stagnant mm-hmm. and just say, hey, listen, we're not going to pay any more than that. That's our that's our final price. And that's and then the homeowner is going to have to and and there will only be one buyer for that house yeah and it'll just and that'll be it so it, it I don't see and I've seen that in small communities hmm. where house prices go up and up and then all of a sudden bang it just stops for and then for the, uh, a year the average sale price in that community is the same yeah and so that's what I think is is going to happen I don't think we're going to see a, a correction where house prices are going to uh, go down when was way. the when was the last time we were in that scenario. We're talking like three, four years ago. Well, we had it was just a tiny bit of twenty ten. Yeah, it was just yeah. a tiny bit of correction. I'm not sure what happened in the in the marketplace, uh, but we, we sailed through that. Like it was like six months. There was a little hiccup. Yeah, there was a little <laughs> hiccup. So there's a little hiccup, and then bang, then we're back on track again. So if that that that's what could happen, yeah. you know what I mean? So, Sam, you were talking about the uh, you know the Toronto couple who's looking to you know. Uh, buy their first home, at least here in Hamilton, uh, in the downtown area. Love, and- I love that story, Rick. When I, when I met these people, I was uh, I was I was mesmerized. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, they both they both work uh, in the in the in the financial district of downtown Toronto. They were young. They made great money, great credit, and they were so excited about being downtown Hamilton. Yeah. And the number one, the precursor was the 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 go, the go station. Imagine the next three four years between. Hamilton to Niagara, you'll be able to get on a train and get to downtown Toronto yeah. from Hamilton or from Fifty Road or from Grimsby less than, or from less Centennial than an Park. Hour. Yeah. Less, you'll yeah. be able to. So I, I, I think it bodes well for Hamilton. I love it. It's a great story. I think more and more of those young couples are going to be coming this way. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't rent anything in Toronto for less than twenty. They were renting a six hundred square foot 
a condo for twenty five hundred dollars wow. a month. That's insane. It's insane. I think that's the, that's the size of your bedroom, isn't that's it, Sam? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we got to run. Uh, happy Easter! Thanks for yeah, coming thanks in for on this holiday Robin weekend, has. and uh, we'll be back next Saturday morning at nine here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM nine hundred CHML.